Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So we're continuing on with our venture through the book of Enoch. Hallelujah. And as always, we're seeking to align it with our canon. You know, 66 books we call the Holy Bible, our scriptures um, that we know and love. You know, and remember the word canon, you know, just simply means measuring stick. You know, no matter if you look at it in Hebrew or in Greek, it is simply a measuring stick. And so we're utilizing, you know, the scriptures that we know and love as a measuring stick for the book of Enoch to see what we can learn. Amen. You know, see what it may illuminate for us and what, you know, it may, uh, you know, point us towards and, you know, just however we can glean anything from it, you know, and to make certain that it's congruent. You know, so that said, we're in chapter 41. Amen. Amen. All right. So Enoch 41 1 says, and after that, I saw all the secrets of the heavens and how the kingdom is divided and how the actions of men are weighed in the balance. Whoa. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Actions of men are weighed in the balance. What are you talking about, Enoch? You know, the scripture agree with Yah weighing the actions of men in the balance? Does our canon support such a notion? Sure does. Um, let me have my first reader read um, Job 31, 6 and 7. Uh, Psalm 62, 9, Dan Daniel 5, 27, 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, and Revelation 20 and 12, please. Living the way in an in even balance, the Elohim made known my integrity. If my step have turned out, if my step have turned out of the way, and my heart walked out of my eyes, and if any lot have cleaved to mine hands, surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are lie. To be, to, to be laid in the balance. They are altogether light, lighter than vanity. Thou art weighed in balances. Thou art found wanting. We must all appear before the judgment seat in, in, of Messiah, that everyone, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And I, saw, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing in before Elohim. And the books were opened. Another book was opened, which, which is the book of life. And the dead, were, the dead were judged out of all those things which were written in the books, according to their works. Hallelujah. Okay, so Job 31, 6 and 7, you know, spoke of um, Job saying, let me be weighed even in, in an even balance. Let me be weighed in an even balance. He's like, you know, okay, now, you know, I want, you got to weigh me fairly. You know, weigh me in an even balance that Elohim may know mine integrity. He was pretty confident that, you know, he was in the right. He says, if my step have turned out of the way, if my heart walked after mine eyes, you know, yeah, my eyes saw stuff it wanted. It saw things it wanted to do. But, you know, I kept my step on the straight and narrow. You know, I didn't let my heart run away with me, run away with um, what my eyes were seeing. He says, and if any blot have cleaved to my hands, if I've done something, you know, out of the way, he's like, you know, weigh me in the balance. I've been on top. I've, I've been in my circle. I, I know I'm good. You know, that's the type of confidence we want to have. I mean, that's the type of confidence we want to have. We want to know that we've been doing God's will, that we're in his way and that we've been, 
um, walking in accordance to his purposes. Our works have been in accordance to his purposes, you know? So, you know, that is a beautiful example and seemed like yo was familiar with this, with this uh, notion, if you would, you know, of being weighed in the balance. You know, also in Psalms 62, we see um, also, this is actually a really bad translation too. Like, you know, this is the KJV, but it's, you know, they did a poor job of translating this verse, you know, um, this men of low degree and high degree, that it's just not there. And, um, but anyway, it speaks on being laid in a balance, you know, so they're, they're being, they're being judged by the balance. And also, and Daniel, when the, uh, when the, the writing was on the wall and he got to the tekel, he says, yeah, you were weighed in the balances and you were found wanting. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be found wanting. Mm -hmm. He died that same night, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't want to be found wanting. You know, 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 tells us that we all have to appear before the judgment seat of Mashiach, you know, uh, so we're all going to be weighed in these balances, if you would. You know, so we should live our lives, you know, as if we know we're going to be weighed in the balance. You know, so we want to come out on the right end of that balance scale. You know, so we know that we're going to be judged according to the things that we do. And this is what 2 Corinthians 5.10 tells us, that everyone may receive the things done in, in his body according to that he have done whether it be good or bad. So like the good go on one side, the bad go on the other side, whichever one weigh the heaviest, that's being weighed in the balances. You know, so, you know, uh, yeah, you, for these people who are being taught not to keep Torah, they're literally, literally being taught that it's okay to sin. And they're, they're also going to have a minimum amount of works because the works are made from doing what you're supposed to do. And Torah tells us what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. Amen. You know, so they're going to be found wanting, you know, and we don't want that to be us. I don't want it to be them. But I don't know how else to get it across to them other than tell them, mm, you know, and that's what I do. You know, I speak the truth. I live the truth, you know, and I try to, you know, encourage people to do the truth, you know, but everybody gets to choose, right? You know, now Revelation 20 um, verse 12 supports this it says you know it speaks about the um the book of life and it speaks about the dead were judged out of those things were written in the books according to their works you know if you don't have any works if you don't have any good works like you know people are quick to say you're not saved by works you're saved by grace yeah but you know that don't mean you shouldn't have any works because you're not saved by them you know, it's not a matter of salvation. You know, if you're found wanting, then you can forget about that salvation. You're not saved by works, no. But at the same time, 
you need some. You know, say a lot. Enoch 41 2 says, and there I saw the mansions of the elect and the mansions of the holy. And my eyes saw there all the sinners being driven from thence, which deny the name of the Adonai of Rukot or the Adonai of spirits being dragged off. And they could not stand still because of the plague which mm -hmm. proceeds forth from the Adonai of Rukot or the Adonai of spirits. Mm -hmm. Whoa, Enoch saw something heavy there. You know, but first of all, let's consider that he says, I saw the mansions of the elect. Hey, you know, some of us may be the elect around here. You mean we have mansions waiting on us? You know, and he says the mansions of the holy. You know, some of us is is is, is holy around here. We, we have we have a mansion waiting on us. You know, Yahshua says something very, very similar. You know, and you really don't find it. You don't find it. Not really don't. You you really, I guess you really don't. But, you know, you don't find it anywhere else except for here in Enoch. Yahshua said in my father's house are many mansions. Now, where did he get that from? Now, we know he was the son of the most high. So, you know, he, he got it from home. But. You know, it was also in the book of Enoch. You know, he says, if it were not so, I would have told you. I, if it were not so, I would have told you I'd go to prepare a place for you. He getting a place ready for us. And he says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there may uh, ye may be also. And that's where the mansion's at. That's where the mansions are the elect and the mansions are the holy. But guess what? There are some folks that's occupying those mansions. Y'all ain't, ain't catch that. There are some people that's occupying those mansions. They're sinners. They're going to get evicted. They're going to get evicted. Get up out my house. <laughs> Y'all gave me this mansion. You got to go. Huh. Yeah. They're going to get driven. They're going to be driven from this because they deny the name of the out of nine. Mm. Yeah. They're going to get dragged off. They're going to receive a plague. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I want you to understand this, you know, because, uh, you know, this is found nowhere else but in Enoch. You know, you only find it in Enoch and you only find Yahshua talking about it. Come on. You know, and, and people, you know, now you now you see why people want you to be afraid of Enoch. You know, they don't they don't want you to know the truth. They don't want you to know the truth. You know, they tried to say Enoch was written before the gospels. Mm. I mean, Enoch was written after the gospels, you know, but the Dead Sea Scrolls proved that Enoch was written before the gospels. You know, so Enoch was written before the Gospels. Yah is bearing witness to what Enoch is was actually saying. So I think that validates it enough for me. You know, I don't know about the next man, but that's good enough for me. You know, verse three says, and there my eyes saw the secrets of lightning and thunder. What? Mm -hmm. Lightning and thunder has secrets? Mm -hmm. 
and the secrets of the winds and how they are distributed in order to blow upon the earth and the secrets of the clouds and the dew. And I saw there from where they proceed in that place and how from there they satiate the dust of the earth. Well, who's made from the dust of the earth? Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, man. Also, man, i.e., the church, the ecclesia, the assembly of Elohim. Because you have man and then you have man. You know, so yeah. Anyway, let's let's move. Anyway, this is not the um discipleship course, is it? No. This is Enoch. So I gotta keep my head in the Enoch. All right. So Point being, Enoch saw some secrets of lightning and thunder. Are there secrets to lightning and thunder? Yep. No. And so, like, now that we know that there's secrets to lightning and thunder, we can investigate lightning and thunder, you know, in scripture and see if we can find some secrets. So that's what we're going to do. First, we're going to start with Tehillim or Psalms 18, 13, and 14. It says, Yahuwah also thundered in the heavens. And the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Mm. Yea, he sent out arrows and scattered them. He shot out lightnings and discomfited. So hereby we see, it says, Yahuwah thundered. He gave his voice. So we see thunder is being likened unto a voice. Everybody see that? Everybody with me? And then... In the next verse, we see lightning is being likened unto arrows. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds like some secret stuff. All right. Let's go to Tehillim 77, verse 18. It says, the voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. There it is again. Thunder spoken of as a voice. The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. So from the preceding verses, it should be clear to see that thundering speak to voices. Even the voices of Yahuwah and his captains in particular. You know, um, oh man, did I forget? Oh crap. I'm sorry. I um, left off one of my uh, one of my verses, and it actually speaks about the uh, thunder being captains. I don't see it. Ah, well, there's a verse <laughs> that that bears witness to uh, that bears witness to the thundering being that of the captains, you know? And so now that we know that the thundering speak to voices and and um, that the voices or the thundering belong to the captains, you know, then it becomes clear to see that the thundering speaks to voices of Yahuwah and his captains, um, the captains of his host in heaven in particular. You know, so that's the way that was supposed to unfold. Yeah, I gotta find the verses, it, you know, yeah. Uh, I must have forgot the Job 3925. Job 39, 25. Is it 25? Yes. Okay, Job 3925. That is 
that that's where it speaks about the um thundering of the captains. Okay, now we have Job 38:35 that says, Canst thou send lightnings that they may go? Can thou send lightnings that they may go and say unto thee, Here are here we are? Here we are. What you what you mean? Here we are. How lightning's talking? How lightning speaking? What they mean, here we are. Can you see that these lightnings are being personified? So can lightnings be a type of being? Very well can be. So hereby we learn that lightning is also personified and knowing that thundering always follow um, lightning, it's clear to see that thunderings represent the voice of the captains of the kingdom of heaven and the lightning, their troops sent forth to do their bidding. You know, now, Zechariah 914 says, and Yahuwah shall, and Yahuwah shall be seen over them and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning. So again, we see that the lightning is even as his arrow that he sends forth. So um, when he wants them to do his bidding, he commands them just like a bow, commands an arrow, and they take off. And Adonai Yahuwah shall blow the trumpet and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. And then we have Tehillim 144.6. It says, cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows and destroy them. So again, we see lightning is congruent with arrows. Amen. And then we have Ezekiel 1, 5 through 14. Let me have my next reader read Ezekiel 1, 5 through 14. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And everyone had four faces and everyone had four wings. And their feet were straight feet and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. And they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides. And they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went everyone straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side, and they four also had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces, and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. And they went every one straight forward, whether the spirit was to go, they went and they turned not when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire and like the appearance of lamps. It went up and down among the living creatures and the fire was bright and out of the fire went forth lightning. And the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. Hello, somebody. Can lightning be a type of creature? Creatures that run and return as the appearance of a flash of lightning mm -hmm. sent forth by the captains of the kingdom of heaven. Mm 
from Yahuwah, the captain of host, Yahuwah Zabahot, you know, it becomes very revelatory to, to, to understand like these things that we see in the earth represents things that are actually in Yah's kingdom. And everything has a representation of significance. You know, the thundering speaks to the voices of the captains. The lightning speaks to the troops being sent forth from the captains. And they go forth and they execute their, um, you know, their, the captain's bidding quickly, you know, because lightning don't wait around. They don't take, take no time out. But hereby we see evidence that these are actually creatures, you know, within Yahuwah's host. You know, now with that in mind, I want you to consider Satan. Because Yahshua says, I saw Satan fall to the earth like lightning from heaven. Could he be one of these type of creatures that has the appearance of a lamp that went up and down among the living creatures and the fire was bright and it says, and out of the fire went forth lightning, you know, and the living creatures read and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. Could Satan be one of these type of creatures? You know, um, it says in verse 13, it says, as for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. And I, I, I seem to remember reading about, you know, um, Lucifer or somebody who, where scripture said, you know, were amongst the coals of fire, you know, in heaven. You know, so, you know, once you start putting the pieces together, this stuff make more and more sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so he saw Satan fall to the earth like lightning, you know, maybe even because he is that type of being, that type of creature. You know, now with that in mind, you can also better understand this next passage found in 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. It says, and no wonder for Satan himself keeps transforming himself into an angel of light. Mm -hmm. It is therefore nothing great if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, but their end shall be according to their works because they're going to be weighed in the balance, weighed in the balances. You know, so now it makes sense that if Satan was that type of creature, how he can transform himself, you know, into an, uh, an angel of light. You know, let's consider uh, another part of verse three. It says, and the secret of the winds, how they are distributed in order to blow upon the earth. Okay. The secrets of the winds. Let's see if we can find something about the winds. In Ezekiel 5.10, it says, therefore, the father shall eat the sons in the midst of thee, and the sons shall eat their fathers, and I will execute judgments in thee, and the whole remnant of thee will I scatter into all the winds. Okay, so for one, you know, Yah scatters 
there's people into these wins. We, we see that off, off the, uh, right off the bat, right? Now, this word wins is root cold, so it, it actually speaks to spirits. Amen? You know, now, Yermi Yahoo 4936, and upon Elam will I bring the four winds and from the four quarters of heaven and will scatter them towards all those winds and there shall be no nation whither the outcast of Elam shall not come. Now, this is a prophecy concerning Elam, which was a, um, a, a, a country times past, you know, but the point that I want to point out is we have four winds. It gives us a number of winds, of four winds, and it also tells us that um, they're from the four quarters of heaven. You know, and that's revelatory because we see these four winds spoken of quite a bit in scripture, actually. And I didn't put every every time they're spoken of, but they're spoken of quite a bit and in some pivotal places. You know, consider Revelation 7.1. It says, after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the winds should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. All right, so here it is in Ezekiel. We saw that, you know, the winds had something to do with judgments, right? You know, so because he said, I will execute judgments. And then, you, you know, he in turn said, I will scatter the, into all the winds. So we see that the winds, you know, play a part in the execution of his judgment. You know, and then he also says concerning Elam, you know, um, a prophecy concerning judgment on Elam. And he's saying the very same thing, that he will scatter them towards all those winds. So we can see that his judgment is associated with um, scattering, you know, people to his winds, right? Now, Revelation 7-1 says there's going to come a time when he's going to send his angels on the four corners of the earth to hold the four winds of the earth, that the winds should not blow on the earth. So if they're not blowing on the earth, then they're not scattering Everybody with me? You know, then Matthew Yahoo 24, 31 says, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. See, he can gather them now that the winds aren't blowing. They're not no longer scattering them. So now they can be gathered from one end of heaven to the other. Then we have Ezekiel 37, 9. It says, then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Adonai Yahuwah, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So after he gathers them back together, then he's going to have his four winds breathe on them blow their breath on them and they're going to breathe upon the slain that they may live that's after he gathers them back together after he's caused them to stop scattering amen you know um so i thought that was pretty awesome so another part of verse three speaks to the secrets of the clouds. Man, clouds have secrets too. 
Consider Sirach 24, 1 through 4. It says, wisdom shall praise herself and shall glory in the midst of her people. In the congregation of the Most High shall she open her mouth and triumph before his power. I came out of the mouth of the Most High and covered the earth as a cloud. I dwelt in high places and my throne is in a cloudy pillar. This is wisdom speaking. You know, this is her glory in the midst of her people, mm. letting us know mm. she came out of the mouth of the Most High. Mm. She covered the earth as cloud. Mm. She dwelt in high places. Her throne is a cloudy pillar, mm. you know. Now consider Job 38, 37 in conjunction with this. It says, who can number the clouds in wisdom? Or who can stay the bottles of heaven? That's pretty awesome right there. So again, we see a second witness that the clouds are a form of wisdom. Consider Hebrews 12 verse 1. It says, wherefore seeing we are compassed. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So now, if it's telling us that we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, what's another way of saying that? Wisdom of the witnesses? Yes. So great a wisdom of witnesses or crowd of wisdom or crowd of wise ones of witnesses. You know, in other words, the witnesses are wise and together they form a cloud. You know, um, now that's it. Consider Jude 112. It says, these are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit wither them, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. There's a lot of stuff in there, but we just want to focus in on clouds they are without water. Water represents what? All right. So clouds speak to what? All right. So can you see that they are clouds without water? So they are wisdom without truth. That sounds like that wisdom from below. Remember, there's a wisdom from below as well as a wisdom from above. You know, that's one way of looking at it. It's another way of looking at it. We're going to get into that too, um, but we need Proverbs for that. Proverbs 25, 14 says, who boasts of himself of a false gift is like clouds and wind without rain. Mm -hmm. You know, now, I want you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work with me on, on this one. Okay, so like we have clouds, right? Mm -hmm. Now clouds, When you see a lot of dark clouds, usually what happens? It rains, right? Because the clouds, the dark clouds hold what? 
water. So the dark clouds hold, what's another name for water? So the dark clouds hold truth. Everybody with me? Everybody following me? All right, so what kind of truth darkens the clouds? That is a good answer, but that's not that's not quite quite right. False? Not not exactly. True from on high, yes, but why is it dark? Hidden. Hidden truth. What's another name for hidden truth? Yes, parables. Apples, absolutely. The clouds with the darkened water are wisdom with parables. Who carries the wisdom with parables? Yahshua certainly did, but he wasn't the only one. Who else? Well, of course, Yahuwah, but 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 no. Not Satan, not the Holy Spirit. Prophets, absolutely. The prophets do not. When you look at Jeremiah, when you look at Isaiah, when you look at Ezekiel, when you look at Zechariah, you look at all these prophets, don't they have all these parables? Right? Those parables we know are truth, right? But they're darkened. So the clouds represents the prophets that carry the dark truths or the dark sayings. And parables are dark sayings. Are y'all with me? Did I lose anybody? Because this is huge. This is this is like earth shattering. You know, now, so Jude says they're clouds without water. So he's saying they're prophets without water. Prophets without truth. You know, and so Proverbs 25, 14 says, whoso boasts of himself of a false gift, like the gift of prophecy, is like clouds and wind without rain. Psalm 78, 2 says, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. See, the parables are the dark waters that darken the clouds. You know, so next time you see a storm coming and you look up and you see the dark clouds and you watch and see how it darkens the sky. You know, think about how those prophets' parables darken the sky of your mind from seeing Yah. But you know that on the other side of those clouds is bright, that Yah is there. You know, that's like the dark sayings of a parable. 
And so let us also consider Proverbs 1, 6. It says, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise, hello clouds, and their dark sayings, hello parables, proverbs. You see? You know, and so the rain could be a type of revelation. Revelation of what? Revelation of these dark sayings. Hence, in the book of Revelation, it's filled with what? Dark sayings. Now, with that in mind, 1 Thessalonians 4.17 speaks, speaks about the, um, being caught up in the clouds. Hmm. And people take that to think that they're going to be raptured off somewhere. <laughs> you know, but what Yah is really teaching is that they will um, be caught up with the witnesses of Yahshua, with the prophets, because the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Yahshua. You know, and so this is just a picture of the dead rising first, you know, which is verse 16 of First Thessalonians. And then those who, who remain, they're going to be with them because they are also witnesses to Yahshua. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's why they're caught up with them. But at that point, everything's over. God's back. We start to go into the excuse me, the um the millennium, the uh yeah the, the thousand year raiment, you know. So I just want you to see it like you know, and it says, call up together to meet the Adonai in the air. The air, you know, the air is the firmament. I know we're not in the discipleship course, but anybody from the discipleship course, do they remember what the firmament, firmament is called? Yes, but what does scripture specifically cause it? Say it again. Heavens. So can't you see that they're caught up into the kingdom of heaven? which is what the gospel is all about. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, Yahshua would tell them when they was um, drinking the uh, wine and eating the bread, you know, I won't drink of the wine until I drink of it anew with you, you know, in my kingdom. All right, now, another part of verse three of Enoch 41 speaks about the secrets of um, the clouds, not the clouds alone, but and the dew. You know, and it's, it's from there where they proceed in that place and how they there, uh, from there they satiate the dust of the earth. You know, so Genesis 27, 28 says, therefore Elohim give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and, and wine. You know, and so here it is, we, we, we understand, we find that the dew comes from on high. Amen. You know, Proverbs 30, verse 20 says, by his knowledge, the depths are broken up. The clouds drop down 
the dude. You know, so now we have something to consider because we know what the clouds represent. You know, the clouds represent, you know, the prophets, the ones with the dark sayings, but they drop down the dew. Now the dew is clear water, you know, but it only comes during a certain time, you know, and that's early in the morning. Amen. It only comes early in the morning. Say lie. You know, Deuteronomy 32, 1 and 2, give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. So we see that the rain speaks to doctrine. And my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, as the showers upon the grass. You know, to distill is to purify, to leave all that offends away. Can you see that the do represents the interpretation of the dark clouds? Because it leaves everything that is not of Yah back. Hence, it distills. You know, so it leaves the darkness and just leave, gives you the pure, clean water, the pure, clean truth. Sirach 1816, shall not the dew of sage the heat, so is a word better than a gift. So here it is. We see it bears witness that the dew does speak to a word, speak to a type of speech. You know, Proverbs 1912, the king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. You know, so also is akin to favor. So it's a favorable word. You know, it's a favorable speech. Hosea 6, 4. Oh, Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? Oh, Yahuda, what shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as a morning cloud, as the dew, it goeth away. You know, and so the dew come in the morning, but then it goes away. You know, and that's exactly, you know, what happened when Yahshua came. Yahshua came. When he came, it was morning. He said, I am the light of the world. All right. You know, so when you wake up and that light of the world shines, you know, what we call the sun, which is why Malachi calls him the son of righteousness, S-U-N. You know, when he came, it was daytime. You know, this is why he said, I must do my father's bidding <clears throat> while I'm here, while it's yet day. For the night cometh when no man can work. Because when he would leave, it would be nighttime. And this is why the brick out of Shah is the do. It's the do that unlocks all the dark sayings of the Old Testament. Hence, you know, the saying, you know, the Old Testament is the New Testament uh, concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. You know, I pray that you guys can see this, because it's huge. I mean, it's, it's man, it's, it's huge, you know. But these things mean, they're, just, they're not arbitrary. They're not just being poetic. You know, they mean stuff. These terms mean things. 
You know, and once we understand the meaning, it unlocks the scriptures for us. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Enoch 41, 4 through 9. My next reader, please. At the place, I also saw sealed storerooms on which, which the winds of the storerooms of hail and the winds of the storerooms of mist are distributed, and these clouds hover over the earth from the beginning of the world. And I saw the storerooms of the sun and the moon. From what place did from what place did they come out of? Out and to which place they returned, and their splendor returned. How in their travel, one festival is celebrated more than the other. They do not depart from the orbit, neither increase or decrease it, but they keep faith one to one with another in accordance with the oath they set and they rise. From the first is the sun and, ex and it executes its course in according with the commandment of Yahuwah of hosts his name shall persist forever and ever. After that is found both the hidden and the visible path of the moon. And she accomplishes the course of her path in that place by day and by night. The one holding a, a position opposite of the other before Yahuwah of Rokoth. And they give thanks and praise and rest not for unto them is their thanksgiving rest for the sun charges changes off for blessing of a cure and the course of the path of the moon is light to the righteous a darkness to the sinners in the name of yahuwah who made a separation between the light and the darkness and divided the rukos of men and strengthen the glucose of the righteous in the name of his righteousness. Surely neither an angel nor Satan has power to hinder, for there is a judge to all of them. He will glance and all of them are before him. He is the judge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we see in verse seven, it speaks of the moon is found with both a hidden and a visible path, you know. And it, and it says in verse um, eight that the course of the moon is a light to the righteous, but it's a darkness to the sinners in the name of Yahuwah. You know, I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> you know, that's one to grow on. That's all I have for you today. Prayer was a blessing. Yeah.